Dripping so much when I walk through the scene that they gon' eat it up like an edible. Yeah, stack on the records, they federal. Pot of sweater when I walk in, I set it off. Drill, pull up and fuck up your scene. Water, water on me, Aquaman rings. Bit Draco, Winnie Houston. Hundred round drummers gon' sing. Nigga wanna be like me. Yeah, kiss all like Bruce Lee. Yeah, Christian Dior. Yeah, knock knock, got peas at the door. Yeah, thirty point gon' score. Yeah, I'm a hammer like Thor. Sippin' some oil, skr, skr. yeah, water gon' boil yeah. Big Coop, Megazord, yeah. yeah. playing paddock is aluminum foil yeah. Yeah. Hey everyone, welcome to the BA Podcast, it's your host James with Jake The E-A-Yad-Yast on Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, whatever the fuck day it is Jesus fucking Wednesday, yeah, middle Wait. of the week Hump day? It's, it's hump day, it's exactly, hump day. it's fucking hump day Oh yeah. Um. Well, yeah. You know what's? But how long has it been since our last episode? Um. Uh. Jeez, I can't even remember. Um. Let's go check SoundCloud. Also, make sure to follow us on SoundCloud. Be a podcast. Yeah, follow us on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um. It's been a while. I'd say like two weeks. Uh, probably. We're supposed to have an episode last week, but none of us wanted to do it. (laughs) We're like, uh. Yeah, yeah. We're just at that point right now. You know, there's it's a little slow in the. Not necessarily slow, but I mean... It was 11 days ago. Oh, okay, so almost two weeks ago. Um, but we're back. Talk about some huge sports stuff that happened over, actually, this past weekend. I'll be back, Michael Scott. <laughs> uh, obviously, we'll talk some soccer. We'll talk some... Uh, football. All-star, all-star festivities. It's called football. And some... Football. Some, uh, some uh, free agency things that happened. Some big things, some dumb things, some stupid things, but some great things also happened. But yeah, like Jake was saying, let's talk about some football first. I'll talk about some football first. So if you don't know, the women's national team, USA, USA, USA. What? USA. 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 USA yourself. Yeah. Uh, Beat the Netherlands 2-0 to win... Back-to-back world champs. Or cups. cups. Jesus. Jeez. It's so exciting, you know? Yeah. They went back-to-back. It's kind of sick. Yeah, they're fourth World Cup title did overall. You, did you they paint? won in 91, yeah. did 99. You, did you paint uh, your face 15, during the game? And, and obviously this year, 19. Did you paint your face during the game? Uh, No, but I oh. wore, did not wear a shirt during these games. Hmm. Hmm, terrifying. Very interesting. So Ter- yeah, yeah. Um, Rapino scored uh, at the 61th minute, and Rose Lavelle scored at the 69th minute. Nice, 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 nice. It was a nice goal too. Very nice time. It was a goal. sick goal. Yeah, it was with her left, with her left uh, foot. Yep. It was, it was sick. Straight ahead, and she said, yeah! and just scored on him. Pretty she dope. Said, she said what? Um. Excuse me. She, you said Jajet. What did she say? I said, yeah, and scored that goal. Send it. Um, she sent send the it. ball in. <laughs> yeah, she definitely sent it. Beer all week. <laughs> Stop. With uh, the awards, um, Rapina won the gold boot and the ball award. Uh, the silver boot was awarded to Alex Morgan, and Rose Lavelle got the bronze ball award. So, oh, um, yeah. good for them. I think they're. Uh, the parade is happening right now, or it's, uh, yeah, it's happening right now in New York City. Uh, they touched down, I think, America, I think, two days ago or something like that. Good for them. Also, uh, yeah, they're, they're yeah, World Cup champions. Them, also on this, but, d- yeah. Uh, 
Okay, also on this day, uh, three years ago, Portugal won the Euro Cup, uh, their first ever major international title. They won beating France 1-0 on a goal in the 109th minute by Adair. Um, that was a pretty nice day for the Portuguese people, which includes me. I was happy that day. Great win. Great win. We also won another title this year as well, because that's all we do now, apparently, is win titles. Uh, so, yeah. Um, well, are you guys winning the Euro Cup again this year? Was no, this we, won, year? we won like this UEFA Nations League. Uh, which is like, which is like the first year it happened, but they won. Uh, so that's pretty oh, cool. Nice, 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 and nice, also, nice. back to, also on this football tangent we're on, or soccer tangent. If you if you're from the U.S., it's soccer. If you're out of out of the U.S., it's football. Um, the San Jose earthquakes, huh? How about that? We've, yeah, they're kind of sick. We haven't talked about them in a while because they started the year zero and four. However, since then they've gone eight. They've gone. What's the record? Shit. MLS standings. So, yeah, they started the year 0-4. They were god-awful. Looked like one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. However, since that 0-4 start, they've gone eight eight wins, three losses, and four draws. They are currently in the sixth position in the Western Conference and are only a point um, – or only two points out of fourth place in Minnesota and four points out of third place so this has been a pretty good year for the Earthquakes. Um, their their um, coach was like is one of the best coaches like in the uh, probably one of the best coaches in North America. Uh, he used to coach in Argentina and was trying was about to be the coach or was in talks to be the head coach for in Mexico, but that didn't happen there. Uh, he just wasn't hired for it. So he went to the Earthquakes. Has over over uh, what's the word like? He rebuilt rebuilt them in like a year. And now making them one of the best teams in the league since, I believe since like May, since May, they've been like the second best team in the league. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So it's actually kind of nice to see them being, it's also nice seeing them do well. Um, they also made a move. They had their basically like their own version of free agency right now uh, where you can sign players, stuff like that, or like buy players. They bought a player from. Mexico, who we follow on the BA podcast right now, follow us on Instagram at BA underscore podcast. You can catch us there. His name's Carlos Fierro. He's 24 years old. He's like a offensive player. Uh, so they did that, and they're in talks to sign a couple other players as well. Um, a big thing of like soccer is that, or in the Bay Area, is that the Bay Area like Mexican fans have been clamoring for the Earthquakes to sign a Mexican player because uh, they haven't really had one for a long time. And getting this guy should bring extra fans at the stadium and bring extra attention to the earthquakes from the Mexico crowd. Uh, even though earthquakes have been playing like most of their games on TV, national TV in Mexico on the Mexico channel, uh, the Spanish channel, uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, Telemundo, oh, Telemundo. They're on that a lot. Cause they're coached, coached in Mexico as well. Um, all the Mexican fans wanted him to be their head coach of the national team. I've heard apparently uh, we can ask some of the Mexican soccer fans that we have who are our friends about that, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, that's what happens with the earthquakes right there. And I think his name's – I think I actually said his name wrong. His name's not Carlos. Um, it's – let's see what his name is. Nope, it is Carlos. All right. Carlos Fierro, I think. Let me check again. Does that could be wrong? Nope, Carlos Fierro. I was right. So, yeah, that's the end of soccer talk. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I got one more thing to say. Oh, okay. Uh, the men's lost to Mexico – in the Gold Cup. Yep, moving on now. 1-0. Moving on now. Moving on now. 
question for you. Do you like baseball, Jake? Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, I kind of do. Do you like watching home runs? Yep. Well, I do too. So, for those who don't know, it was All-Star uh, break uh, this past weekend, week or whatever. It was on Monday, the home run derby was. And, you know, I'm not a big baseball watcher guy, but, you know, I'll watch a couple games, blah, 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 and I'll watch, you know, the home run derby when it seems like it's a good one to watch. And this one was for sure a great one to watch. Um, one, it had Vlad Jr. in it. Mm. And I really wanted to see what he was about. Because obviously you talked him up, I think a couple episodes, like a lot, probably like a long couple episodes ago. This guy's going to come in, blah, blah, he's 20 years old. And he hits dingers. And he for sure hits dingers. And so does Doc Peterson because they went at it in, I think, the second round where each of them hit. 40 home runs each. That was insane. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. That was pretty sick. Um, yeah, it was definitely nice hearing the crack of the bat when Vlad, uh, Vlad Jr. was hitting the baseball uh, across the upper deck or hitting the fucking uh, Scoreboard. video board and stuff like that. So really cool to watch. Um, but while this is happening, I was texting Jake because there was a report or something like that, that Justin Verlander was saying the balls are juiced, and I didn't really understand what that meant. Can you explain to what that... Can you explain to the listeners what that means, Jake? Um, yeah, very not well, but I can probably explain it a little bit. Um, let me go to our text exchange, actually. it be easier that way, so I can read what I said. Um, okay, let's see if I have it. I don't have it anymore. Um, but one of the reasons why they think the ball is juiced is because of this. Actually, I do have it. It's in our actual chat. I can't look at my computer right now, but I'm going to look at my phone. Um, so let's see what it is. As people can't shut up in another room over there. Um, fucking ideas. All right, here we go. Where is it? Shut up! All right. Um, all right, so here's what I said. Homers are up at a homers homers are up at record levels since they switched balls. Pause. I think it's because the balls are bouncier. Pause. Smaller seams, ball is harder. Pause. More blisters for pitchers or reasons for why people think it's juiced. Um, so like they said, like the like the sweet spot of the ball like switched or something. Um, but it's kind of hard to pause. It's kind of hard to understand like what the hell they mean by that without actually knowing what they're talking about. Uh, but as I said, it's that homers are up at a record level since they switched the baseballs. Um, my reason for that is because the balls are like somewhat smaller, not like, not like, like if you see if you have a baseball in your hand right now. For those who are listening, go find a baseball. Let's go find one. All right, you found the baseball. Good. All right here's the baseball now. Hold the baseball. You see how it is right now? It's big, right? It's a it's a nice size. Um. So yeah, they're thinking that the seams, if you see the seams, the seams are kind of like, let's say a couple centimeters like long. They think that the seams have actually gone in a little bit, meaning the balls are like easier to hit more. And if you hit the ball in the sweet spot, which they probably moved down a little bit, it goes higher. It goes, the ball goes higher. Um, I'm not a physicist, so I don't know exactly. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Uh, but they think it's because the balls are a little bit more livelier, um, so that's why they think the 
baseballs are that's why they think homers are going up at a high level is the ball is juiced but also probably the reason why there's a lot more home runs is that teams are having their players focus more on something called launch angle which is which how you let's say you swing the bat you swing the bat straight they want you to like the uppercut a little bit so you get the ball in the air and if these new balls and this new way of swinging a little bit like launch angles um it's causing balls to go more in the air and go farther and go for more home runs. So that's why I think the balls are juiced. Interesting, 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 very interesting. Interesting. But yeah, um, in the final, it's Pete Alonso against Vlad Jr. But Pete Alonso edged out Vlad in the final by one home run. But let's move on. Or if you want to take a break. Yeah, I'll take a quick Either break. Uh, we'll be back in two seconds. And we're back. Let's talk about some hockey, huh? What did those Sharks do over the weekend, Jake? Well, over, over this offseason? Yes, over this beginning of the offseason. It's only two weeks long. Um, <clears throat> or it's been on for like a week and a half. Yeah, a week and a half. Um, so during this time, the Sharks did some signings, and they had some people leave the team. First, they'll go over their departures. Their captain and leader, uh, Joe Pavelski, left to Dallas. I cry. I cry. Yeah, I didn't cry. But he left to the Stars on a three-year deal worth $21 million. So he's gone. Jonas Donskoy leaves to go join the Colorado Avalanche on a four-year deal worth 3.95 AAV. So that's about $19 million over four years. AAV's annual average value. We've gone over this before. If you don't know what it means by now, then fuck you. Anyways, Gustav Nyquist signed with the Columbus Blue Jacks on a four-year deal or 5.5 AAV, over, which means it's $22 million over the length of the contract. Um, and defenseman Joachim Ryan signed with the Los Angeles Kings on a one-year deal. Terms of the uh, like the money it was not announced for some reason, so I'm guessing it's like $800,000 or something. <clears throat> um, so that happened there. Now for some re-signings the Sharks did, some, mo- some uh, moves they made. Uh, they signed... They re-signed Timo Meyer to a four-year deal worth $24 million. He was a restricted free agent, got no offers on the open market, so he signed back with the Sharks. Um, then, in somewhat of a shocking move, well, not shocking that they re-signed him, but shocking for how much money it was, uh, they signed Ke- they re-signed Kevin LeBanc to a one-year deal worth one worth only $1 million. Now, when yes. I did my predictions before this free agency started, I said he'll get like a 14, I mean a 14, a four-year deal worth about $17 million. Um, but he wanted to sign a one-year deal and bet on himself to get a bigger contract next season when the Sharks had a little more cap space. So he signed a one-year deal worth $1 million. He had 56 points last year, so kind of a shocking signing for that little price. Um, Tim Heed, they re-signed Tim Heed. He was an RFA as well. In terms of contracts, unknown, but it's probably a one-year deal. And they signed some people for like... They signed a center named Johnny Brodzinski for like a one-year deal. And this defenseman who, it's whatever really, uh, Brandon Prust, they signed him. He might be like their sixth defenseman or a seventh defenseman that they may not dress. Um, the favorite, though, for the def- last defensive spot for the sixth man, the sixth spot to play in the games uh, would be Tim Heed, though, because he's a he's been there for a little bit and the, t- the coaches really like him. So he could yes. be the guy who starts sixth. Um, so now... They have a little over four point five million in cap room with three free agents to sign. They can also they can also trade some players that have more cap room, but it doesn't right. look like they're going to do that. Uh, they have 
They have a couple RFAs re-signed. I'm not going to mention all of them. I'm just going to mention one of them. One of them is Dylan Gambrell, who scored a goal in Game 6 at the Western Conference Finals. Uh, he's one of their – he's like a centerman. He could be their fourth-line center. And Joe Thornton's also a free agent. They are going to sign him. They just, it just depends for how much and when, but they are going to re-sign him. It's just not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Um, it's probably not going to be able for a lot of money. So with that being said – um, they probably get Thornton and Gambrell. I'm thinking it's going to be around two point five million dollars for each, maybe three million. Right. If they give Thornton like two point five and or like two point two and Gambrell eight hundred thousand, or they just give one point seven. So anywhere from one point seven to two point five. So that means they would have about anywhere from two point eight to two million dollars in cap space. Um, I don't see them being being able to sign anyone unless they trade some people. Uh, so Patrick Marlowe may not be in the cards for that. But if they trade someone, they could sign Patrick Marlowe to a one-year deal worth like $1.5 million as well. Or they can try to sign one of these guys like Ryan Zingle, who's on like a free agent who could be had for that amount of money. If, like, if, they, if they like trade back or trade someone and get like – let's say they trade like um, Brandon Dillon, who's making like $3.8 million, They would have $8.3 million in cap space. So they can sign Thornton, Gambrell, Marlowe, and the other – RFAs they have is like less time money than sign the Zingle to like a contract like that. They could do that. But for the most part, the team is basically already set up. Uh, it's basically already set who's going to be on the roster. Um, however, if they don't sign a free agent winger in the free agency, like a guy on like a Zingle, they could just have one of their prospects start on the second line, which is what they did with Hurdle when he started with the Sharks. When he was 18, they put him on the first line of one of their, like, three of their best, two of the, two of the other best players. I believe it was Thornton, Pavelski, and Hurdle. So they might have, a, and we already been over their prospects. I'm not going to say their names again because it's, like, it's, like, hard to pronounce and I don't want to sound like an idiot. Uh, but that's what they're doing there uh, for that. Um, so, yeah, that's the Sharks. And the season starts, this preseason starts, like, September and the regular season starts August 3rd, I believe. So, yeah, that's Sharks Talk. Sharks Talk. Love it. Yep. So, yeah, that's the Sharks Talk. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking we should probably just, we should do Warriors, then take a break, then do NBA Free Agency. But we'll do Warriors right, right yeah. now. Let's think out loud. Let's think out loud. Love yeah, let's it. think out loud. Yeah, let's yes. talk about Warriors first. Yes. Why don't we, you start it off? No, you start it off. All right, then. Fuck. I'll start it. Yeah, so you have some Warrior things just going on, obviously, in the offseason. And we are uh, currently in Summer League, but some uh, transactions going on right now. Uh, a big one that happened, I think, yesterday was that we waived Sean Livingston. Um, according to the Woj, uh, currently 33 years old, Sean Livingston is. Uh, he's still determined to, to keep on playing, uh, possibly for a contender. Uh, so keep your eyes out. Hawks. Uh, uh, no. Um what do you mean, no? I mean, I don't know. He can go anywhere he wants, to be honest. But, I mean, for a contender, I mean, I could see, God, uh, Clippers, maybe? I mean, oh, uh, contender. I don't know. Oh. Uh, Lakers, maybe? Um, I don't know. Oh, you said contender. Okay, never mind. I was like... <laughs> I only thought him yeah. to the Hawks because they have a young point guard and their GM of the Hawks, like, helped sign him in Golden State. So, you may want him to be there as, like, a... As, a, like, as, a, as a, a leadership role kind yeah, of guy, like maybe, quarter last the bench, year. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Any, anyone could use a guy like Sean. Yeah, if he wants um, to go to a contender, he's not going to the Hawks. Yeah, definitely go to contender for sure for Sean Livingston. 
some of the things that happened are obviously uh, somewhat old news, but we'll still talk about it, is that they traded Andre Iguodala and a protected first-round pick to Memphis. That was for, obviously, to uh, just to get rid of uh, his Sorry. contract to sign uh, D'Angelo Russell, who we did to a four-year, uh, $117 million max contract. Yeah, it was like a sign-and-trade. So basically what it meant yeah. was... It was like they tra- they basically like quote unquote traded Kevin Durant to the Nets for D'Angelo Russell, uh, Shabazz Napier, and Trevion Graham. Uh, they yes. did that. They also we'll get into this a little bit later. Um, those two last two players I said for that deal, Napier and Graham. Uh, so I'll say right now they were traded to the uh, Men- Men- traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves a couple of days ago because the Warriors are on a hard cap and they can't really afford having them. Um, Plus, they already made some other free agent signings that basically rendered them loose, useless. Um, but they trade him to the Timberwolves for the draft rights of Lior Eliyahu. Eliyahu, or something like that. Uh, I actually watched some of his highlights, and he has the weirdest shot ever. Like, all his shots are floaters. Yeah, so I, I, I watched that thing on Twitter. You uh, yeah. you retweeted, like yeah. a YouTube highlight. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a weird In the vine. shot. Like, he yeah. takes it from all the way down his waist, and then he just... Flings it up. Yeah, and he's thirty four years old. He was drafted in two thousand six, uh, so I, if, and he has not played a single minute in NBA, so he's probably not coming over. He's probably just have this draft rights, or he might come over. You never know. Um, but yeah, uh, they have his yeah. draft rights, but we probably will never see Lior Eliyahu in a Golden State Warriors uniform. But he's on their team right now. Uh, but he doesn't count for salary cap because he's not signed. Yeah. Uh, other things that happened is that we signed uh, really Claudio Stein to a two-year deal worth four point four million dollars. Is a second year is a second year player option. Um, kind of like it. Uh, I like his swag. Swag. It's gonna be interesting. It's. it's uh, you think he'll start at center? or You think Kevon will start? At center? Uh, he's gonna start at center. They're gonna do with additions of Damian. Uh, Damian with additions of D'Angelo Russell and Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, last year is a stat saying that D'Angelo Russell ran more pick and rolls than the Warriors yeah, team combined. PNR, yes, PNR. They ran more than the Warriors team combined with D'Angelo Russell. And Willie Cauley Stein is really good on the pick and roll. He can really go up and get it. To me, he's like a more reliable, like he's he's a more reliable JaVale McGee. That's why I think he is. Interesting take there. Kind of like it. Yeah, the, the great I mean, take. It's a great take. I just can't wait for it to start and just see how it goes, to be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, other things that happened, uh, we signed Alec Burks, who's a point guard, uh, to a one-year bet minimum. I couldn't find out how much he was going to make. It's like 1.8 uh, or something. I don't know. It's fucking yeah, uh, And then we signed uh, Glenn Robinson the third to a two-year deal with the player option in the second year. Yeah, he's like a uh, shooting guard, small forward, who's really good at dunking. And last year he didn't shoot the ball well from three pointer the three point range at all. I think he shot like twenty eight percent. But the year before that, though. yeah. But the year before that, Glenn Robinson shot forty one percent from three. So he's a pretty good three point shooter. Interesting. Like like to hear that. Uh, and we traded Damian Jones for a second round pick. No, we traded Damian Jones and a oh, second and a second round pick, pick. Yes. for Amari Stillman. Stillman. Yeah, he's like a yes. twenty one year old center power forward. Uh, he's six nine. Also from Villanova, right? Yep, he's six nine. Nice. He can really stroke it from deep, um, from the three point line. Uh, he's pretty good at that. Uh, needs to lose some weight, but with 
Draymond Green there who lost 25 pounds in two weeks during the season by going that soul cycling stuff. Um, he's going to help him get in the shape. And plus, he's going to be reunited with Eric Pascal, who the Warriors yes. drafted this year. And yes, hopefully yes, yes. Spillman produces because they need some help in the center position. Yes. And then we have signed all of our draft picks, uh, Jordan Poole, Eric Pascal, and Alan Spaglicic. Spaglicic. I said it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, on the Eric Pascal, they signed him to a three-year deal worth $4.2 million. Uh, it's yes. fully guaranteed. They did that because... They did that, yes. Because they did it because once he becomes a free agent, they will have his bird rights, which means they can go over and sign... If he, if he plays well, it means they can go over the cap and sign it to whatever deal they want, basically. Uh, yes. But we, we, it's too early to talk about that. But they did sign it, and they have the ability to do that. Um so yeah, that's what they did there. Yes, I do have a question for you. Yes. Are you happy with the draft picks so far in summer league? Yes, I am. I also think that hot take, Eric Pascal, he's going to start at small forward this year. He's opening day starter at small forward. I like it. I like it. I like it. So, Steph, D'Angelo, Eric, Draymond. Stein. Really close Stein. That's actually a pretty good. That's actually a pretty athletic team. Like starting five right there, and they're young as hell. Curry is thirty-one. He's on the older side, obviously. Curry's, He's the oldest player on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Curry's thirty-one. Uh, Russell's twenty-three. Um, He's also. I'm also nine months older than Angelo Russell. Kind of weird, but yes, yeah, he's twenty-three. Eric Pascal is about twenty-two, twenty-three as well. Um, Draymond's twenty-eight, twenty-nine, and. Willie Collar signs 25-26 in that area. Uh, the reason why I'm saying 25-26 because I'm not sure if he's like if he turns 26 before the season starts or if it's during the season. But they've gotten extremely – they've gotten like really young right now. Uh, they have Jordan Poole who's 20. He was born on my sister's birthday actually, fun fact. Jordan Poole is uh, 20. Birthday twins. Yep. Smaglagich is 18 years old. He doesn't turn 19 until August. Uh, the guy they traded for, Spillman, is 21. Uh, Stein's 25, Burks is 27, Robinson's 25, uh, Russell's 23, as we said. Um, Allen, play, Allen plays like he's 25 years old. Yeah, and Clay's 29? 20... 28? I think he's 29-28. He's been in the league for seven years, I think. He is 29, turns 30 in November, in February, so he turns 30 then. Uh, the Warriors are really young. I believe they're actual, like... This I remember seeing something about their um, average age was like twenty four years old. Uh, yeah, but that I was. Think so. I think it was something like that. Yeah, but that was before they, um, you know, they got rid of, they traded um, Iguodala, Livingston. They bought out or was they did something about it? He got waived. Example, yeah. Um, they waved at him. Yeah, so they have Jacob Evans as well. Their team's really young, which is actually pretty good. Um, Jacob ha- Evans is pretty, doing pretty well in the summer league too. Yeah, for for having no salary cap, this is like the best they could have done, and it's like really good actually. So yeah, here's the ages actually. It's Curry's thirty one, Russell twenty three, Thompson twenty nine, Jacob Evans twenty two, Grant Robinson's twenty five, Kevin Looney's twenty three. They also have him. McKinney's twenty seven. This Washburn guy's twenty seven. Draymond's twenty nine. Pascal's twenty three. Spielman's twenty two actually. Smiley Geach is 18. Stein is 26. Um, so, yeah. Their average age, I believe, is like 24, 25-ish um, in that area. 
So, yeah, it's actually a pretty young roster, which is a good thing because they have not had that in a long time here in Golden State because, you know, when you're trying to win champions championships, you need to have, like, that veteran presence. But since this yes. team's kind of, like, taking a step back, um, even though I think this team's going to win 48 to 54 games, I still think they're going to be really good. Um, they don't They don't have the need to have all these, like, veterans who are older. They're trying to build for the future and for today as well. I like it. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, pretty excited for this team. Obviously, um, having Clay gone for what until February, and then obviously no probably PD, at least uh, out until at least yeah February. Um, it's gonna be interesting how everything goes. Obviously, switching up how we play the game, like you were saying, there's gonna be more pick and roll with the Angela Russell, uh, but playing the two, and then obviously Willie Clark Stein having more experience playing that pick and roll uh, position. Um, I mean. We'll just see how people defend us, and if they, uh, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, do you see Steph uh, being a uh, an MVP this year? I think. Yeah, With I think all this, he, like, he, a, he has a shot. KD being gone and Clay not playing almost the whole entire year. Do you see Steph just putting everybody on his back? He has a chance. And saying, let's send it. I can see it. I think I can see it too. Yeah. I can also see what you were saying, the 50, 48 games. That's still pretty good in the West. That's yeah. a lot of games. I see um, him, I, I see him going 53 and 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which forty eight and above, I'm for sure happy with. Which with, ha- with not having Clay Thompson for like the first four or five months Over of the ha- season, yeah, that's exactly. pretty good. That's pretty good. If if they end up with a regular season record that with like forty eight and above, I'd be pretty happy with this season. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you want to take a break now? Yep, let's do it. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Yes. And we're back. Um, now we're going to go over the free agent signings that happened during the offseason that you have not. You may have heard of it, but if you don't know, we're just going to jog your memories here. Um, so, yeah, the first deal was, again, Kevin Durant signed the Nets. Four years, $164 million. There's a player option for the fourth year. It's basically a three-in-one deal. Uh, he, he can become a free agent in 2022 if he drops out. Um, we don't know if that's going to happen or not. Probably won't because of his injury. But, anyways, Kawhi Leonard, as we said, signed the Clippers. Uh, three years, hundred three, three years, hundred and three million dollars. Well, player option for the third year, so he can become a free agent in twenty twenty one. Kyrie Irving signed the Nets, uh, four years, hundred four years, one hundred forty one million. Kimba Walker to Boston on a, I believe a five year, a four year deal or something. I forget what it was. Uh, Jimmy Butler went to the Heat on a four year, hundred forty one million dollar deal. It was a sign and trade. The uh, 76ers got Josh Richardson back and some picks, I believe. Maybe a couple other players. I forget what it was, but Josh Richardson is one of them. They did that. Marcus Cousins to the Lakers on a one-year deal. Tobias Harris stays in Philly with a max deal. Five years, $180 million or something, I believe it was. Christoph Bazingis, they sent him to a max deal. Five years, five years $155 million or somewhere around there. Um, as we said, D'Angelo Russell signed and traded to Golden State Warriors on a four-year max deal. Worth 117 million. Nikola Vucevic, sign of Orlando on a four-year deal for 100 million dollars. 
Chris Middleton signs back with the Bucks, five years max deal. Al Horford, and kind of a shocking signing uh, that I did not see coming, signed with the 76ers on a, I believe, a three- or four-year deal. don't exactly remember. Uh, now the Knicks signed, a, Knicks signed a bunch of players. One of them was Julius Randle. They signed him to a three-year deal worth $63 million. Um, they signed Alfred Payton as well, Reggie Bullock. Uh, they may be signing Marcus Morris, uh, who first signed with the Spurs on a two-year deal worth $20 million but did not sign it yet and actually is thinking of reopening his commitment. So he could sign yes. with the Knicks on a $15 million deal for one year. That could happen one there. One year only. Yeah. Malcolm Brogdon, and something I didn't see coming as well, was that he was signed and traded to the Pacers. I believe it was a four-year deal. Don't know the money. Brooke Lopez re-signed with the Bucks on a two-year deal. They also signed Robin Lopez, his brother. So they're back and reunited after playing at Stanford. Uh, Marcus Saul picked up his option of Toronto. Terry Rozier signed with the Hornets. Scary Terry. This contract's also scary. It's a three-year deal worth fifty-eight million dollars. Three years worth fifty-eight million. Uh, we'll talk about that a little, a little later on on our best and worst moves in NBA free agency. Uh, but we'll talk about it later. JJ Redick signed with the Pelicans. I believe it's a two-year deal. Um, Derrick Rose Pistons two years. DeAndre Jordan signed with the Nets four years forty million. Bojan Bogdanovic signed with Utah. Ricky Rubio, to, Ricky Rubio to Phoenix on a three-year deal worth $19 million per year. Jonas Valanciunas, Valanciunas, Jonas Valanciunas, as I predicted, re-signed, as I predicted in the last episode, re-signed with the Memphis Grizzlies. And Willie Cauley-Stein signed with the Golden State Warriors on a vet minimum. Actually, no, it was actually that's not true. He signed on a two-year deal worth $4.4 million with a player option for the second year. But I think that could be a minimum for how much years he's been in the NBA. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all the moves that really mean anything, uh, for agency wise. Now there was some trades, which we'll talk about a little later on, um, that didn't involve a sign in trade. There was some actual actual trades, but now that we'll talk about that basically coming up soon. But now we're gonna move on to our last topic of the day, which is based looking back on free agency and trades that happened, me and James can go over our best moves of the off season and our worst moves of of the off season. Uh, yes. So James, if you want to go first, if you want to do your best moves hey, off season, if you want to go first, nope, go I just ahead. talked forever. Four minutes, I talked. So you can go. You can go first. Jake, go ahead. Dude. Go ahead, James. Your go, turn. Jake, go, What's your best go deal? Ahead, go ahead, James. I'll sit here in silence. What's your best? What's your best moves? No, you go ahead. You say you say one, and I say another. Go ahead, Jake. Go ahead. What's your best move of the off season? What's your third best move of the off season? My third best move. My third best move. Your third. Yeah, we'll go three to one. All right. But, uh, my third best move of the off season is Jimmy Butler's sign and trade to the Heat. Yeah, I knew That's you would my go. Third best yep. Move. Okay. That's a good trade. Okay. Second. It's your turn. Okay. Yes, it is. My fourth. But I did four because I just. I had four. Uh, Malcolm, my fourth best move of the offseason was Malcolm Brogdon to Indiana. Him and Victor Oladipo is going to be a good combo when Oladipo comes back healthy, if he comes back healthy. And if Oladipo, since Oladipo is a free agent in 2021, if he leaves, they have Brogdon 
to take a spot, really. So that's my fourth move. James, your second best move. Move. My second best move. Move. Oh, yeah, it's Clay coming back to the Warriors. Okay. That's a good move. Um, a great move. Great move. Great move. Was never in doubt. Nope. Never in doubt. Yep. My third best move the offseason was Kemba Walker to Boston. I like that for Boston. Um, Boston. Boston. I like that move there for Boston. Who Kemba Walker's a pretty good player. Just played in Shitville, Charlotte for his first, <laughs> first like his first eight years with Malcolm. Malcolm. I mean, Michael Jordan. I always called him Malcolm because I look at Malcolm Bro- Malcolm Brogdon. Jesus Christ, I can't speak right now. But yes, from Shitville, he moved to Boston. So yeah, good for Kemba Walker. James, your second best move. I mean, your first last, best, your this best. This is move. my last best move. Number one best move this offseason is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George joining to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Wow, good move there. Yes. Yeah. So after, we'll talk about that trade in a couple minutes, but my second best move of the offseason was Al Horford to the 76ers. Um, he was basically Embiid's like kryptonite. Like Embiid could not do anything with him because he's really good defensively. But having Al Horford and and Embiid as your starting front court defensively, that's incredible. Like their defense is gonna be really good. They have Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons is a good defender. Their shooting guard, I believe, is Josh Richardson, who's a really good defender. Um, really good defense with no shooting. Yeah, well, Richardson can shoot. Simmons can't really. Uh, Simmons is 6'10", Richardson is 6'6". I believe Tobias Harris is 6'8". Then Al Horford is like 6'9", 6'10", and Embiid is like 7'1". So they have a lot of size there. That's good for them. Yeah, they're all pretty tall, yes. And my best best move of the offseason, well, James stole it, but my best move was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to the Los Angeles Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, as you know, signs a free agent. Um, it took him a while. People were like, "Why is he? What, why is, what is he waiting for? Like, what the hell? What's he doing?" Well, he was waiting for this. Basically, Paul George got traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, he got traded there. The Clippers gave up five first-round picks, two pick swaps, and Shy Gilligus Alexander who's a nice little young player. Uh, Thunder are rebuilding now. They traded Paul George. They traded. Um, What's that one guy? Evans, Jeremy Evans, I think. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, they traded. They traded some other guy. They had. They're looking to trade Russell Westbrook, who could go anywhere from the Pistons. He, the top three teams are Pistons, Heat, and the Rockets. For some reason, doesn't make sense there. But that's their best moves there. That's like the three teams who are having the most interest. If he goes to the Heat, Russell Westbrook, the Heat are going to be pretty good with Russell Westbrook and. Uh, Jimmy Butler, that's going to be pretty fun to watch. Um, but we shall see if that happens there. Uh, but, yeah, back to Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Kawhi took forever to choose his, where he's going to go. People are like, what the hell is he waiting for? Forever. 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 Well, he basically told the Clippers, if you get Paul George, I'm coming to you. If you don't get Paul George, I'm going to the Lakers. And the Clippers got – Clippers are like, all right, we'll 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 get Paul George. And they got Paul George. Gave up They're a lot. They're definitely going to be one of the best defending teams in the NBA for sure. Yeah, they gave up a lot, but – if, when you're going to be as good as they're going to be, probably as you you'd expect, those yes, draft picks would expect. Yes, those draft picks are going to be lo- later later in the rounds. And as we've seen with the Warriors, draft picks later in the first rounds are, are like hard to hit on. Um, yeah. So that's actually a good trade there. Gilgis Alexander is pretty good. 
the pick swaps. I like him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, the pick swaps. I don't. I think it's. I don't understand that. Like what those mean. I'm guessing it means that, let's say the, in the weird th- scenario that the Thunder have a better record than the Clippers, and let's say the Clippers like the Lakers last year make miss the playoffs, which probably won't happen, but they miss the playoffs. The Lakers get the fourth pick. I believe in this pick swap. Yeah, it's pick swap. If the Thunder had like the twenty sixth pick and the Lake and the Clippers had the fourth pick, they say, "Yeah, we want to swap picks with you because we have the right to do that." I think that's what it means. I don't know exactly. I thought I had a good understanding of the NBA salary cap and what moves could be made, but this offseason has made that gone out the window. Especially with the, what the Nets did and this trade here and pick swaps. Everything that I thought I knew turned out to be a lie. So I don't know really about the. I don't really know about the salary cap anymore. So I can't answer what pick swaps mean. But, yeah, that was my best move of the offseason. And Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, the next best duo in the NBA. Yes, the next best duo in the NBA for sure. But yeah, why don't we talk about the worst moves this offseason. Why don't you start off, Jake, with your third worst move All right. of the offseason. Worst move of the offseason. My third worst move of the offseason was Kyrie Irving to the Nets. That's one of my worst moves of the offseason. I know some of you are saying, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. You don't know anything. Yes, that's true. But Kawhi, Kawhi, Kyrie Irving, overrated. I think he's overrated. Also, kind of a locker room cancer. Actually, not kind of. He is a locker room cancer. Two different teams. He he was a cancer in the locker room. Didn't want to be with LeBron. Demanded to get traded. Basically ruined the Celtics, all the year young players that they had. So he's the overrated locker room cancer. And there's not really much of a difference between him and D'Angelo Russell, I think. Yes, Kyrie Irving is a better dribbler. But as we saw these past few years, more more so this year, D'Angelo Russell has become a great leader in the NBA. Nobody thought that when he was traded from the the Lakers because he basically like filmed or like recorded Nick Young basically saying that he cheated on his wife. But other than that, D'Angelo Russell is like matured. He's more of a leader and to me Kyrie Irving is kind of like he's he's weird like he didn't think he thought the earth was flat um, right as a joke we think we think don't actually know if that was a joke or not but yeah Kyrie Irving to the Nets was my work my third worst move of the offseason um, I just don't understand what the I think I understand it more now because the Nets actually got Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan but with the, like I understand why they wanted him, but with the Celtics they had a young team and he basically ruined them. Like they were better without him than they were with him. They got to the game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals without him. This year they lose in the second round in five games, so I don't really like that move. But I can understand why the Nets did it because if you want Durant, you're gonna have to sign Kyrie Irving. Um, but that's what that's what happened there. That's my third worst move and Durant too. Um, Kyrie and Kevin Durant are kind of weird uh, they're kind of meant for each other they're both kind of egotistical and maniacs kind of um, Jesus. yeah it's a big big word right there I'm a psych major so I know what I'm talking about um, I think Kyrie's kind of I've, I've talked enough about Kyrie but KD's been kind of weird too KD basically, are, you are you done yet? no I'm not are you done yet? I'm not I'm actually getting started are you, are, you, are you done yet? Kevin Durant basically left because t- people on Twitter were mean to him pussy Kevin Durant thanks for what you did I, I greatly appreciate the two championships but go I'm, I'm glad you're gone now 
You're that's the Nets problem. Bye. So that's my third move. Your turn. Yeah, my third and worst move of the offseason was Ricky Rubio to the Phoenix Suns. Mm, why? Yeah, um, I mean, if you really want Devin Booker to really at least go to the playoffs, I mean, Ricky Rubio obviously helped Utah go to the playoffs, but I don't think that's the right pairing for a guy like Devin Booker to help him make it to the playoffs to even help uh, DeAndre Ayton in his uh, progress in the league. So I don't think it was really that big of, uh, or that good of a move for the Suns to do. Also on that, um, there were people thought before the offseason started that they're going to be rumored for D'Angelo Russell because they're kind of the same age as, uh, what's the guy, Devin Booker, they're kind of the same age and they're friends. Um, right. I actually predicted D'Angelo Russell would go to either the Suns or the Timberwolves. Um, however, the Suns did not want to pursue D'Angelo Russell because they thought he would be a bad influence on Devin Booker. GG. And which is funny because if you look at the history of the Suns and not wanting to go out to players because of that, they missed out on like superstars that they could have had. But like, yeah, we don't want them because of these bullshit reasons that turn out to be false. And it's why the Suns are irrelevant and always will be irrelevant until they trade or until they get new owners or move. Or just disband. Uh, Suns are a joke. They're going to be a joke forever. Um, so yeah, Devin Booker probably going to leave them in free agency as well because Suns just suck at everything. Um, but yeah, that's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, definitely there. see that. Yeah. yeah. Ricky Rubio. I think it was like what was it, seventeen million a year? Yeah, some stupid shit like that. Yeah, I understand why they did it because they needed a point guard. But I would have gone after D'Angelo Russell if I was them. I would have done something better than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, now. What is your second worst uh, offseason signing this year? My second worst, Tobias Harris re-signing with the 76ers on a max deal. Here's why I think it's bad. Tobias max. Harris, max. Tobias Harris, nice player. I would like to have him on my team. $36, $38 million a year on a max deal for five years? No. Uh, he's not that good. Um, I did not – I would have – well, they basically did offer Jimmy Butler like a max deal, but he turned it down because so he wanted to go to Miami, which, I mean, I, for basketball-wise, it was a bad decision to do that. Personal-wise, yes, I would want to live in... I would more rather live in Miami than Philadelphia. Philadelphia, nice town, but Miami is Miami. So I can see why he did that. But Tobias Harris right. is not a max player. Like We all know he's not a max player. He was... Pretty bad in the playoffs last year. Jimmy Butler is really good. When they needed a shot, they went they went to Jimmy Butler, not Tobias Harris. So yes. a max deal for him. That's 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 pushing it. But however, I would I, if I was a team, I would sign Tobias Harris, just not for that money. Yeah, definitely not worth the max deal. I think. Also. Yeah, if he, if he signs for like twenty four, twenty five million, like Harrison Barnes contract, that's perfect for him. But thirty six, thirty eight, you know, I think Tobias Harris is a much better player than Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes got overpaid as well, which could also be on my worst list, but it's not. Um, because the next one, my, my worst move, which is one of the worst moves I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tobias Harris, like 24-25 would be good for him, not 38-36. Yes, 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 yes. Definitely agree with you. Your turn. Yeah, so my last – oh, look at that. Um – it's also Tobias Harris. Is my no, you forgot your one. second one. Oh, my God, dude, dude. Why God, you mess me up like that? God damn it. 
too. Why, why'd you mess me up like that? He's Damn hard, it, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, this one I disagree with you completely on, but go ahead. I think it's Chris Middleton, dude. What um, the? F- it's, it's, it's mine. He's the guy that Max deal. Okay. Right? He's a great player. He's a he, uh, first-time All-Star this year. Definitely a key role in the Bucks. Um Bucks run in the playoffs okay. for sure. For sure, right? For sure. Well, you know, you know why but I think you know to why be honest, yeah, why, go you ahead, know why go I ahead. put this down? You go know ahead. why I put this down, Drake? Why? Hear me out. Hear me out. Oh boy. Cause I'm gonna crush you on this. I'm gonna say one thing, it's gonna end your whole entire argument. Hear me out, Drake. Hear All me right. out. This is why I put this here. Go this, ahead. this is why I put this here. Cause I was looking at the list. And I have a funny joke to say too about Chris Middleton. Go ahead. I was looking at the list of what we put down on our Google Doc, and I was like, I have no idea what else to put. So I just put down Chris Middleton. So you just put him down because he didn't actually take the time to go through the list and actually make a decision? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So it's actually not one of your worst moves of the offseason. No, I think it's a great acquisition. I just wanted to put put it down and see what you were going to say. You know, you could have you lied and said, as I did of Tobias Harris, I would like him on my team, but not for that money. You could have said that. I'm just not going to though. I guess I'm not a liar. Also, I have a funny joke to say. I mean, it's not really a funny joke, but you spelled. Oh, if it's not funny, and if, it, if it's not you funny, spelled Chris Middleton. I know. Uh, no, no, it's about it's you. about it's about what you said about Chris Middleton. You put Chris Middleton down, and I I thought that was asinine. Then I looked at his name, <laughs> and you spelled his name completely wrong. You forgot the H. I was like, wow, this is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my life. First off, is there's no H in there. I have no idea. No, there's an honest. H in there. First off, Chris Middleton's an all-star. Scored 18 points a game last year. He's really good. I said that already. Um, I said that already. I said that already. And you spelled his name wrong. This is what this is what I thought when I first saw that. I was like, this mother effer is trying to make me pissed off for no reason. But then <laughs> you said, yeah, it's basically no for no reasons. Like, oh, okay. Um, then also, Chris Middleton, uh, my uh, new segment, my most. Uh, I need to come up with a name. New segment, Come on, though. spit it out, dude. Spit um, it out. New segment. Oh, new segment called G. Thanks. It's uh, basically about when people say something, which is the most like easy thing to spot. Uh, Chris Milton actually wrote a wrote an article saying why I'm staying in Milwaukee. I was like, bitch, you're staying in Milwaukee. Is the average they offered you 180 million dollars? That's why you're staying in Milwaukee. It's not because G, oh the thanks. G. Thanks, Chris Middleton. We know why you're staying in Milwaukee. It's because they offered you $180 million. That's why you're staying in Milwaukee. G. G. Thanks. thanks. That's a good... Oh, that's actually a good... God damn, that's a good... Uh, that's a good damn... That's a... That's a... That's a... Uh, 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 a good damn uh, segment. Okay, in, my, in, my, in my number one... G. Thanks. Worst offseason move of the year... Of this offseason. Great new... Yes, go ahead. Tobias Harris. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I had him as my second worst move of the offseason, I think. Yes, I did. So, what is your what is your first? My first move. His nickname is Scary. <laughs> this contract's even scarier. Terry Rozier. They the Hornets who have been an who have been a. What's the is that? What's the word I'm looking for? Have been the blueprint for how not to run an organization. The Charlotte Hornets signed Terry Rozier. Now, if you sign Terry Rozier to a one-year deal worth like $10 million, I'm fine with that. Well, actually, not really. That's still kind of a waste of money on him. 
They signed Terry Rozier to a three-year deal worth 57, 57 to $58 million deal. You want to know what Terry Rozier's stats are? I would love to hear it. Well, let me find them first. Um, here. <laughs> All right, here we go. They, this is who they signed to $19 million a year. In his career, Terry Rozier has averaged 7.7 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, 2.3 assists. How many points? How many points? 7.7. Yikes. 38% field goal percentage. Yikes. 35.4 from three, 77% from the free throw line. They signed that, that, that stat line to a $19 million deal. Per year. Not for one year. One year, $10 million. Okay. Still too much. Terry Rozier's a terrible player. Scary Terry. This contract's scary. Not one year. Not two years. But three years. $19 million each year. And they also gave him this. A trade kicker. And basically a, basically what it amounts to a no trade clause. For Terry Rozier. Steph Curry doesn't have a damned no trade clause. Steph Curry's a two-time MVP, a three-time champion. Scary Terry, who's a 38% field goal percentage shooter, which is worse than Steph Curry's three-point percentage field goal shot percentage from 65 feet or so. Not sure if that's true or not, but I'm just going to go with it. They signed him to a $19 million deal per year for three years. Michael Jordan has to be one of the worst owners, worst players turn owners. Well, he's not many of them. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go back to what I said. He's probably the worst owner. In, he's he, No, he is. He is the worst owner in the NBA. Michael Jordan has not drafted anyone. All Michael Jordan does is draft people from North Carolina or people he watches in the NCAA tournament. There's no scouting. Cannot keep a superstar in Kemba Walker, who maybe he's not a superstar, but is a star. Kemba Walker, oh, we don't want to give you the max. We can't do it. We don't want to give you that. Okay, that's fine. No, you don't have to give him the max. Don't shortchange him by like $60 million. Give him at least like five years, $142 million, like $28 million a year. Not average him like not give him like $24 million as they offered him. Then you take that money, which you could then rebuild, and you say, you know what? I know who we can get. I know he's gonna change this franchise around. A guy who's averaged 7.7 points per game on 38% shooting. That's the guy that said, yep, this is gonna change the franchise. Terry Rozier. I don't know what Michael Jordan's thinking. Do you know what he's thinking? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely not a good signing for sure. This dude, definitely agree. Terry Rozier, his highest year, averaged 11.3 points per game on 39% shooting. He's a, again, if you didn't hear me, he's a career 38% field goal shooter. And they signed him to $19 million deal. Over, as I said, not one, not two, but three years, and basically gave him no trade clause. Great job, Michael Jordan. That's my worst move of the offseason. One of the worst moves I've seen in several years is that move. The worst move I've ever seen, though, was Timmy V. Mozgov getting like $67 million from the Lakers on like a three-year deal. That was the worst That was the worst deal I've ever seen in my life. This this is close to being beating that. Also, Timmy V. Mozgov, they traded him like during his – like the first season, like halfway through the first season, they're like, Jesus Christ, why did we do this? We'll trade you and D'Angelo Russell. They traded that. This deal is terrible. And the Charlotte Hornets need a new owner. They're never going to be anything. They've been in the playoffs like a couple times. They've won. They've been swept every single year they've been in the playoffs. 
Scary Terry is my scariest contract of the season. And break actually, no, I'm not breaking news. That doesn't really matter. Uh, but me and James were talking about pro football, the NBA, NFL, and the uh, um, so supplemental draft. And the Cardinals actually drafted that safety you were talking about. Yeah, Jalen Thompson out of Washington State. Yeah. They got two safeties now. Hmm, good for them. In the fifth round. Uh, but, yeah, screw that. Um, yeah, that's my worst move of the offseason. Scary Terry. And this contract's scary. Yeri Yeri. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's okay. all I have. All right. All right, let's end it. Okay. Are you ending it? Thanks for listening to the Bay Podcast. It's goes James with Jake. Uh, follow us on the SoundCloud. Yes. Yes. Follow us on Instagram at BA Poc- underscore podcast. Follow what us. Are the- doing, what, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing, dude? What are you doing? I'm helping you out. No, dude. I, this is this is what I do. I do this at the end, and then you do your little spiel. Actually, you know, before that, we're gonna take a break. Come back before we lose all 27 minutes of what we just recorded. Thanks for listening to the BA Podcast. This is your host, James, with Jake. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, uh, follow us on Instagram, the BA underscore podcast. Follow us on the SoundCloud at the BA Podcast 2, I think. I think. Yes. And then also, follow us or subscribe to us on the podcast app. Yes, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, like, share, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Do it about 50 times before to, so we can gain the system. A little trick I've learned from being in industry over a year and a half. Uh, as we get the top 200 podcasts worldwide, we will take top 200 podcast sports and recreation, but we want to shoot for stars, so we do it with the big podcast. Get the top 200 worldwide. Do that. Uh, that will help us out greatly. Also, we have some news to announce. No episodes until basically, what, August 2nd? After, because me and James are going to the training camp for it in the 49ers. We're going to the training camp. We're going to the training camp gentlemen. on the 1st, I believe. Um, yeah, August 1st. That's a Thursday. Yeah, so no episodes um, until... August 2nd, we'll talk about what we saw at training camp, uh, talk about yes, some other yes, news yes. that we see. So we're going to take some time off. Uh, we will still be posting on Instagram, um, but there's really nothing to talk about except for baseball, which I may do an episode I'm, by myself. I'm not going to talk about baseball. Yes. So. I may do an episode by myself talking about the trade deadline and our, everyone's favorite talk, prospect talk, Justin. Uh, so we'll be doing that there. Um, <laughs> and Marco Luciano, who hopefully is hitting some more home runs. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about that and who... See what the Giants do. See what the A's do. Talk about baseball world, baseball uh, trade deadline when that happens there. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have. Yeah, all right. Thanks for listening. Bye. It's full of ox, whole life I've been a G, had bitches on the block.